You're listening to DraftKings Network. Follow him on social media like I do, at Andrew Brandt. I will say this. Andrew, I don't know if I've ever told you this, okay? Two of my favorite things on Twitter are your translations, <laughs> where you basically just say what the team's really saying or means. And number two, I like your daily quote. Like, I don't read stuff like that. I don't look for stuff like that. I get a lot out of your daily quote. So, highly encourage. It starts with following Andrew on social media, at Andrew Brandt. That way you'll see the link to get on the Sunday 7, his newsletter, and obviously the Business of Sports podcast, which is part of the RT Media podcast network, which we're on right now. So I say it every time, if you're a Ross Tucker podcast listener, spend the 25 minutes to get the Andrew Brandt Business of Sports in your life. If you're a Business of Sports listener, we got a fantasy show, fantasy feast. We got a betting show, even money. We got a college NFL draft show, college draft, and of course the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which will be daily in a few weeks. With all that said, Andrew, good to see you. Always good to talk with you. A lot to dive into, especially the I would determine stunning move from your guy Andrew Brandt. I'm just going to give you the floor. I'm just going to give you a blank canvas. What did he do with his contract with the Jets? And why, Andrew? Why? Good morning and good afternoon and everyone listening. This is great. Always, we do this every five, six weeks. The simulcast, the Ross Tucker podcast, the Business of Football podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. I know we have a lot of crossover uh same people, Ross, but I know we got some different people too that maybe don't listen to each other's podcasts. So join in, and it's always great to be with you. Topic of the day, we start with Aaron. Uh, yes, I know him so well. Yes, I did his first contract. He's now done his, I don't know, sixth contract in the NFL, although he's never been a free agent, which is something we talk about a lot. The key to getting big gains in player contracts is always free agent. These quarterbacks like Aaron never see free agency. Okay, what do you do? Let's go back to what he had with the Packers. He had two years remaining. Year one in, included a $59 million guaranteed bonus called an option bonus that the Packers had to exercise. And if they didn't exercise it, it turns to salary, which would have meant a $60 million cap number for the Packers this year. That was never going to happen. Before the trade... The Packers moved that $60 million to 2024, so they were only counting a million so they could build their team, which was a nice move by Aaron in those weeks before the trade. So again, in that time between the opening of the league year and the trade right around the draft, the Packers were only carrying a $1 million number on Aaron because he moved that $59 million to 2024. So... The Jets inherit that. 
Basically, it was a $59 million option guaranteed, the rest non-guaranteed, totaling $108 million, backloaded to 2024. There was always going to be a redo. So now we have the redo. Months later, which is also unique in the NFL, months later. And the redo is instead of $1 million now and 107 next year, it's $38 million this year and $37 million next year. So everyone focuses on the pay cut, right? 108 minus 75, $35 million pay cut. You can also look at it in a couple different ways, Ross. Number one, he goes from $1 million this year to $38 million this year. And then he takes a $70 million pay cut next year. You can also look at it as guarantees. Now, I know when I talk about guarantees... People are going to say, well, they're never going to cut Aaron Rodgers next year. But here's the deal. He goes from 59 guaranteed to 75 guaranteed. And again, I understand it's 108 going to 75, but the guarantee goes from 59 to 75. So you can look at it that way also. Beyond all this, Ross, I'm like you. I'm wondering if there's more to the story. Because, as I say all the time, quarterbacks, Brady, Mahomes, they can make the team better. They can help the team out. They can allow for the team to make moves by cap, C-A-P, not cash. In other words, move around cap. Brady did it all the time. Roethlisberger did it. Breeze did it. Rivers did it. They all do it. Take less on cap, push out the cap. Aaron's taking less cash, which Brady did too. I don't, I don't know if they need to. It only helps the owners. It doesn't help the team in terms of players. So it's a unique thing. The last thing I'll say is we had a report two weeks ago that Aaron Rodgers was seeking equity in the New York Jets, which, you know, 1% is going to be like $60 million. And I'm, And then it turns into a $35 million pay cut. I'm taking it at face value like you are, but I'm just wondering where this went. At one point, he wants equity in the franchise, and then he's giving back $35 million. But again, a couple things to summarize. It is a $35 million pay cut. It's an increase in guarantee, and it's a massive increase in what was scheduled to be $1 million only in 2023. There's a lot there, yeah, Andrew. Um, I want to start with this. Why do you say that a player taking a pay cut only helps the owners and not the team. Because, I mean, if you take less, that's that's easier for the team than just moving stuff around for cap purposes. Well, that assumes in some way that the owners need the cash. And with $6 billion franchises, no one needs the cash. So I guess my point is, you can help the team with moving around cap. You can also help the team taking less cash. But if you're an agent, if you're a financial advisor, if you work for Merrill Lynch, you're going to say, no way. If you can do the same purpose with cap, why do it with cash? That's always my question. And because the owners don't need cash, they need cap. So I guess that's my my continuing problem with all that. 
Next thing. Yeah. Thirty-five million dollar pay cut. It's it's the biggest I'm familiar with or ever heard of in NFL history. Do you think there's a chance, based on your earlier comment, Andrew, that there's kind of a wink wink deal and that five, seven, ten years from now, Aaron Rodgers will be getting an equity stake in the New York Jets? Well, we have to start with the disclaimer, Ross, that if there is, it's a major, major, major cap violation. Okay? If there is. Um, and this was always brought up about Brady, primarily from other teams, kind of asking the question, like, why is he doing that? Um, I don't know. I just, I think the the point we're missing here, Ross, is that I know Aaron, you know Aaron, everyone knows Aaron was 90% retired this year before he went into the darkness and came out wanting to play for the Jets. Do we Are we accepting that he's all in more than a one-year deal with the, with the Jets? It sounds great now, and it's the honeymoon. I get it. But he's now insured himself a good number this year, guaranteed, and a guaranteed number next year that if he walks away... Sure, they could say you're retired, but he's got a little leverage. But he's got guaranteed next year. So I think in some way he structured the contract like, yeah, I could walk away too and get some money out of it somehow, some way. So we know we cannot be sure that Aaron Rodgers is back next year, of course. I mean, that's always going to be the case with Aaron. I think he would admit that. You know what I know? $35 million dollars would buy a ton of Labatt Blue Light. It's absolutely delicious. It's what I like to drink when I hang out with Andrew. It's what I like to drink pretty much all the time, especially in the summer and with football season coming up. That's how you live life to the power of we with your friends and family. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, one more question on Aaron Rodgers, Andrew. Is there any part of this? Because I I don't really believe that he's this altruistic, right? Um, In terms of giving up thirty-five million, so I think the I think there's a decent chance of the equity stake. But that notwithstanding, is there any chance that this is just a way to stick it to Green Bay? Because how should Packers fans feel, Andrew, where they draft him, they give him five contracts? He always got the top of the market, and he never took less than I think people thought, you know, he should. And, and, and look, none of us think he should take less. Get as much money as you can. But now, he never even played for the Jets, and he does a $35 million pay cut. Is he just sticking it to the Packers? Because I know Packers fans are not happy. I know better than you, because my... My Twitter feed, my emails have been filling up with Packer fans. Like, is this an F you to the Packers? Listen, I just said it. He moved around cap for the Packers. And it may not have meant much because we knew he was going to be traded, but I said it at the top. He moved a $59 million number in 2023 to 2024. Now it's just a paper transaction because we knew he was going to be traded. But he did help out the Packers in the way that I talked about. He moved around cap. You know, the Packers were very leveraged these past couple years because of Aaron and his big contract. But they also 
re-sign Bakhtiari, re-sign Kenny Clark, re-sign Jair Alexander, in part because Aaron moved cap. So to Packer fans, yes, yes, let's put it out there. He did not take less cash, but he took less cap. He moved it around. And the biggest, re, the biggest evidence of that, Ross, is the Packers cap has $40 million on it right now for Aaron Rodgers. It's the highest number in the league for a player not on a team ever. I talk about dead money a lot. I, I bash the Rams. I bat, this is the highest ever. So the reason they have $40 million on their cap is because Aaron pushed around cap for them for years and years. Let's dive into some of the other topics, Andrew, including the big topic, the other one, as it relates to the running back situation in general. But I guess in particular, what's going on with the Colts, with Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor? This really feels like it's getting ugly now, Andrew. Yeah. And I'm curious to get your perspective. It felt like uh, Jonathan Taylor was kind of holding in with this back issue. The team says, oh, the back issue happened away from the facility, and there's a report that they might put him on NFI. And then Taylor says, I never had a back issue. I never said I had a back issue. I mean, this is not good. Yeah, I mean, I encourage everyone to listen to my Business of Sports podcast where I got in the running back situation. I was talking, I'm not bragging, I was talking about this way before the current debate about running backs. It's it's a Unfortunate. We don't need to review all that with the Barkley and everything else. But two current issues about one Colt, one former Colt. Naheem Hines is in Buffalo, gets hit on a jet ski sitting there quietly. And the Bills are reportedly not only putting on NFI, but probably not paying him, according to reports. I mean, you talk about sticking it to running backs in a way that's even beyond the pale. Now Jonathan Taylor meets with the owner in his bus, comes out of that meeting, and there is enmity on both sides, it seems, and they may put him on NFI with a pre-existing back issue that he says he doesn't have. You know my saying there will be lawyers, but it, what, what, what this has come to, Ross, is that we talk about the financial disadvantages of running backs. We've been talking about that for weeks. Now it's like this extra, like it's, it's this extra stick it to the running backs with Naheem Hines and now Jonathan Taylor. Everyone's asking me this question. I'll ask it to you. I don't have a full answer. What can they do? Listen, the CBA is not getting changed. Forget that, right? And the player performance fund for running backs, that's not getting changed, you know, to, to allocate for running backs over other positions. That's not getting changed. So that's pie in the sky. Uh, I don't know what they can do. Find another Christian McCaffrey, who's the best receiver and running back out there. I don't know what the answer is. Um, it's just a sad state for running backs right now. Yeah, I, I, I know what I think they should do, yeah. Andrew, and I want to get your opinion on it. Um, I think they should hold in. I mean, Daniil Hunter just held in, and he got his contract adjusted for people that are unfamiliar Holding in is your report. They can't find you, um, but you have some ailment. J.K. Dobbins is doing it. You have some ailment that you believe bothers you enough that you're not able to practice. I don't think the Colts really want to play games without Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, maybe he can say his ankle, which he had surgery on from football last year, 
is still bothering him until they adjust his contract. You know, Josh Jacobs, I'm a little surprised Saquon did what he did, Andrew, because if I'm Josh Jacobs, I am not reporting until the day before the first game unless I get more money this year and or they won't tag me again like the Vikings just did with Daniil Hunter because that's the leverage that Jacobs has. right now. He's not going to skip any of the paychecks. I don't think he should. But are you really going to play him, Andrew, if he shows up the day before the first game? Are you gonna, I mean, he misses the whole week of meetings and stuff and game planning. You don't want that. And then do you even play him the next week? Probably limited because you don't want him to get hurt. That's what I would do. And that's so true because uh, well, you and I haven't talked about this on air. I mean, Barkley, I don't know why he did that deal. Because... <laughs> They get him six weeks before he should, like when you talked about showing up for the first game. And what does he get out of it? A $2 million advance? That's an easy give by the Giants. Easy. 900 in hard-to-earn incentives that require the Giants in the playoffs? Are you kidding me? They can't even throw him a bone to make that 900 real money and move him from 10-1 to 11 million. You just mentioned Daniil Hunter. They, they bumped his salary big time. Buda Baker in, in Phoenix? Just because. <laughs> Gave him a few million dollars. But not Saquon. Yeah, I, the hold in, though, what we're seeing, Ross, is they don't. The, the teams don't care. They'll care about Nick Bosa. They'll care about Daniel Hunter. But we're seeing they don't care. Like, are you think the Ravens are going to adjust J.K. Dobbins? I don't. And if Jonathan Taylor's going through this, I don't. That's the problem. Andrew, I know you spent some time recently with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, what was that all about? As you know, Ross, I have a home outside the Greenbrier Resort. It's where I grew up going with my family. It's a beautiful area. I come here in the summer and whenever I can. And guess who was here this week? Guess who was here last week? With the Cleveland Browns. By the way, this week is the Live Tour. <laughs> but the Cleveland Browns, uh, and I reached out to Andrew Barry, the GM, who got right back to me. We had a nice dinner. We got together a couple times. I got together with Kevin Stefanski a couple times, who's a Philly guy through and through. Penn, everything. It turns out I taught his brother at Penn years ago. Um, listen, I've been I've been tough on the Browns over the years with the Deshaun Watson thing last year. I like them more. <laughs> this is what happens when you meet the people, right, Ross? I found Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski to be warm to be even killed, to be humble, to be totally about the team, and non-assuming, no ego guys, I'm impressed and bright, like really intelligent. So I became overnight a Browns fan. <laughs> now, it's not going to be like the Packers or maybe the Eagles, but I like them better. And that's what happens when you meet people that run the team and you're so impressed with leadership, as I was. They got some good leaders. Uh, the Browns do. Awesome stuff with Andrew Brandt, always here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and the Business of Sports Podcast. Please check him out on social media at Andrew Brandt. Just fantastic stuff. And I know both those guys, and they're awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. Always a pleasure doing this. <laughs> 